podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 15th of August 2020. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And Gordo. Hello! Season 3, episode 2. Decent week to start with. We, we, were, we were excellent. It was a good week. Yeah, B- banker value trebles landed. Both landed. It was very good for me if that happens, because I, <laughs> I backed them both as reasonably large trebles, so that was, that was lovely. We mentioned on last week's podcast, we have changed our Patreon setup. There is one tier now. You will see four tiers if you go in, but you're looking at the $6.55 Huge thanks to listeners, Ollie Hornby, Bjorn Magnuson, Gareth Walker, no relation, Peter Vaughan, Andy's relation, for joining on the new all-inclusive tier. You will get everything for $6.55. Guys, you've heard the spiel before. We'll do it again and again and again if we have to. If you enjoy us, please help out and support the podcast. We'd really appreciate it. We need your support. So you go on to find us on Patreon, put the link out all the time. It's a fiver a month. And it, it means so much to us and it helps us produce content and we'll be producing more and more content. And the midweek Patreon-only shows are getting good results. John had a blistering night two nights ago. And Gordo's built her of a... 12 to 5 on and, the draw. Andy, you had a, you had a treble of baseball losing picks on the Patreon. However, the advert for having the extra content is last night. Oh, they all won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to both times. Back they're playing the same team, so I backed it two nights in a row, and they lo- they all lost on night one, and then all <laughs> won on night two. It's the nature of baseball. is It's a it's a fascinating game. Although Gordo, your PSG bet, our one of Patreons, Ewan Russell. Did you see his bet last night? Yeah, he back, a- yeah. He back, but did he back PSG to win what in the eighty fifth minute or something? Eighty fifth minute. Yeah, we so we were five minutes, but I think I think we knew there was going to be like seven or eight minutes of injury time. And see, to be fair, we flicked over after the Rangers game. And PSG were absolutely it was an assault. battering them. And Atalanta had, a, had already made other subs. One of their guys was cramping up for 75 minutes. It did look like one of those games whereby if PSG did score before 90, I did yeah. think they were going to go on and win. But I, of all scorers... I know. See, the, see that tweet I say, um, that I sent you as well, John, about Atalanta sending out uh, little infant tops to newly born babies. That's amazing. In the town. Just to try and get them in at a really young age. Just for free. They find that they must like look at the census records of uh, newborn babies and then they just get a surprise parcel in the post and boom, it's an Atalanta top. That's superb. Aye, it was, it, I had taken a free, I had a free bet on Atalanta 1-0 half time and one each full time, which I, I thought was in at 92 minutes. Um, it was only because it was like 20 to 1, but yeah, fucking Chupa Moting. I mean, he he's, if you said, to, uh, that's a FIFA transfer, that's not a real transfer, isn't it? <laughs> I played with Stoke and he was all right. And uh, so just PSG took him. That was it. We'll go on to, to last week's picks. So yeah. first podcast of the season, but it was the second episode of picks that we'd done as such. My banker was Rangers versus St. Mum, Rangers to score a goal in the second half. Rangers won 2-0 in the second half. Although there was mass confusion in our group chat, Andy. Because... I, I, I just took a goal in the second half. Yeah, no, but you'd already seen the goal happen on your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet365 three, bet three, with their Insta announcements that you hate. No, it's not that. It's because 
anyone who's bought a season ticket is watching all the SPL games for their home team on a website. And everyone yeah. knows if you watch stuff online, you're always about 90 seconds behind the action. So yeah. I, sent, I sent you a message saying, this looks dodgy, because Rangers had been pish the first 10 minutes. And you were like, what are you talking about? And it's I'm, already in. <laughs> like, what? And I was like, on the I made the mistake of going to flash score, and I seen the Rangers were already 2 up, and I was like, ah, oh, there's a goal coming. Like, pure upset that I'd already ruined it for myself. So if I'm watching Rangers games, I need to have my phone locked away. I cannot be anywhere near a phone because it's going to ruin goals for me. But the banker came in, so I'm two for two so far. So the, the Kawasaki boys did it again at the weekend. Big odds for a banker, three to five. Like that's, I am making good money on these guys. Um, they were 2-0 up after 24 minutes against Oita. So the halftime full-time came in. The minus one came in. So it was 2-0 after 24 minutes, and that's how it ended. Um, they are just sensational. They've won every single league game since play resumed in Japan. So that's eight, <laughs> on the, eight, eight on the spin. Which, which for a league like the J League, is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I, I think the J League in its first ten seasons now, or something like that. I, I'll double check this. Has had eight different champions. That's how you want to watch. That's that is how competitive that league is, and it makes it even more remarkable how consistently they're winning is is wonderful they'll feature again you know in 15 minutes time I'll be I'll be mentioning them again. <laughs> and on that theme my banker was my new area of uh, expert Swedes um, was <laughs> the how long have you been thinking of that because it is shit badly <laughs> it, it, not so long. I think of ways to get to get like little Themed catchphrases, so we've got Andy does Asia. That has to be Andy's thing. Oh. Like, might, so mine, it might as just be that something about hate and charity, or like just individually sinking the bet each week. Um, you want to you want to move away from that expert suite? It, it's hard to say. It is, um, but yeah. Robert, so Robert it was, goes to Gothenburg. That's it. It could be. That's. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Dagger Force, uh, they won very comfortably, 5 <laughs> 0. Um, yeah, that was great. Uh, they drew midweek and I'd taken them again, 0 uh, 0 with um, Gaius, who I will feature in another pick later on there. But Banker came in and they were they went off at 6 11, I believe, ahead of 4 11 because I took them late. Um, it was 0 0 at halftime. So. The, banker tre- the Banker treble combined to around even money. Yeah, for the three picks. Um, so, so I got that up, and it was great. My value was Perth Glory versus Melbourne Victory. I had taken over 1.5 goals in the second half. It was 1-0 at half-time to Melbourne Victory. It finished 4-0, so there was three goals in the second half. So that's followed suit. The Australian League is a goal a goal mine. That's what Australian football is, man. There's always, always goals. The first weekend back was the only exception. Since then, it's been ridiculous. I think there's been five goals hit by a single team on every round of fixtures since they returned. We're definitely getting you photoshopped into one of those quest programs like Aussie Goal Hunters, but you can be <laughs> Aussie Goal Hunters as opposed to Goal. <laughs> you with a prospector hat on, like swatting flies away, convinced that this is the big haul. <laughs> the Australian Goal Coast. Yeah, that's it. So many of these. <laughs> So my value was, once again, in Japan, this was the Sunday game, Hiroshima uh, at home to Shonen, at odds of 4-5. Hiroshima won this 1-0 uh, with a goal right at the end of the first half. Well-deserved winners, absolutely dominated the game. 
Lion's share of possession, 10 corners to three, 24 shots to five, eight shots on target to one. It was, uh, it was a 1-0 thrashing. Were you were we playing baseball when that was coming in? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure you go up to me about eighty minutes saying, "Why will this fucking team score again?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just I just wanted that extra goal. I mean, yeah, okay. Shonen only had one shot on target the entire game, but if that's the one that goes in, you know, it's, it's one of those days. But uh, this week it was it was nice. It was a a good win. Yeah, uh, and I had taken John Buck away at Deju. Um, they won 2-0 two first half goals 2-3 to three that went off at so it dropped in price throughout the week um, I guess to do with you know the rest of people getting on that kind of thing and the, the swathes of listeners that obviously went towards uh, the Korean first division but yeah a good win it was 2-0 at half time so and finished 2-0 comfortable good victory value in value treble in yeah and that treble combined to something between 4.5 and 5-1 to one. So that was that was really nice. Um, I'd add thirty quid on that treble and poker stars. So nice. And on to the outsiders. My outsider was living uh, Hibs away at Livingston. Uh, Hibs won four one. Jack Ross, Jack Ross Army. Honestly, I'm not. I actually picked Hibs on my midweek Patreon pick away at Dundee United as well. And similar to Andy's uh, Kawasaki fetish, I'm going to be sticking with Jack Ross in my value coming up. So um, the Hibs. I don't know if you watched the Hibs Dundee United game midweek. I seen the first uh, fifty minutes, and I went and played football. Yeah, it wasn't as comprehensive, really. It was a, a Hibs. If it was in England, the game would have ended nil nil. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the goal was the goal was marginally offside. But I, 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 I don't want to. I don't want to see goals like that chopped off in Scotland. Yeah, even if, even if they're against my team, it's one of these ones that you have to like pause and then start looking at. Is his left foot slightly further than the, makes no difference really, skill wise or anything wise? Is it, it was a solid one 0 win for Hibs. Uh, I don't think we really scared the goal at all. I watched some of the highlights back as well, and it was a, I mean, very very good goal. Um, in yeah. that, like the, the way it was finished. But apart from that, there was it just looked like a lot of people taking shots from outside of the box. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's fine. If if it's going to be one of these seasons where when Hibs get a game like that, they manage to win it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that that will that will turn into a very productive season for Hibs if they're battering teams every other week, and then when they get a hard game like that, that looks like a they actually draw, win it. Yeah, they scrape, they get they do enough to get a one 0 win. They are going to be up the top end of that table. But that came in Hibs at two to one before the game. Uh, and so sorry, Andy, you're, you're outsider, mate. What was yours? Uh, I was in Japan again on Saturday. This was uh, last year's champions, Yokohama F Marinos, against newly promoted Kashiba Rezol. And I took the newly promoted team at big odds of three to one or slightly over three to one. And it, I was unlucky in this one. Um, Kashiba led the game 1 0. Yokohama equalised in the 90, uh, 79th minute, ended a 1 0 draw. But I'm definitely on the right side of that, a 3 1 outsider. See, to be honest, that's it. And see, see if people are watching some of these bets in play. The minute they're waiting yep. at 3 1 take the lead, your cash out is going to be good. Oh, it definitely. So there, will outsider, been, yeah. there will have been folk cashing out on that. If you're, listening, if you're watching your bets live, you would have cashed out on that the minute they took the lead. Because that's what I would do. If something's at like 3 1, you're going to be getting off of that 2-1 return on the cash out at that time of goal. I would yeah. have taken the profit on it and walked. 
Uh, and I had KUPS and HJK to draw. Uh, HJK, HJK uh, won 3-0. Um, wasn't even, uh, you know, like as if they were, had scored one goal and then the other team had to chase. They went up 1-0 after seven minutes and then in the second half scored two goals within the space of four minutes. Uh, comprehensive win for them away from home. Wasn't even close to that one. So That's why it's an outsider. That's why it's an outsider. That's why it's an outsider. And the, the charity bet was, it wasn't just Gordo, it was all of us this time. Um, it died with Gordo, hell. though. Died with Gordo. That's right, it was game. already dead. You're no, right. no, 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 no. Like, a charity bet dies with all of us. It's not just one person, as this, this, this week, it wasn't just one person. It's like, Gordo, you had Osan versus Suwon, which ended now now. Yeah, um, Osan were, like, fucking battering the goal as well. So I got a goal alert for that game from Bet365. I don't know if either of you were watching it and why that happened, but I got a goal alert for them in stoppage time. Yeah, I... It's swiftly followed by a disallowed. I don't know if you'd seen the Facebook group. I had actually put a £10 free bet on a goal after like 70 minutes Mm. because Suwon had conceded in in like six of the last eight games after 60 minutes. So I was like, oh, well, this has got 1-0. Gordo's charity is going to roll on. I'm going to get my goal. And I got the same thing on Skybet. I got a frozen pitch. Yeah, odds are gone. Yeah. And then nothing, nothing. It just turned into a free kick. So it must have been an offside goal. Don't worry, they feature again this week. <laughs> what? They, no. feature, they feature again this week. And Andy and I had taken a double in the Commander Celtic game. So I'd taken Celtic to win half time, full time, which looked good was when on, Celtic took the lead. <laughs> and I was on the minus one, which also looked good when uh, when Celtic took the lead. But but finished, as, a, as, a, as a Rangers fan, John, you'll probably be quite happy with the end result anyway. Yeah, I mean, but ironically, it killed my. I had a seventy mark on on Sunday, and I had just stuck Celtic half time full time in with it because I wanted good odds. So it was one of those ones where by by it was, by the time it went one one at half time, you you need Celtic not to win because you've already lost your money. Aye, yeah. I don't know from, from your point of view. I your don't know going win five one and make me feel shit. It's always worse. Those are the games where I think like if you've got a half time full time and the team comes out and scores in like the forty seven no. minute. And you're like, the worst, what are you saying? The, the, yeah, the worst is cup games. When, when you back a team like half-time, full-time, and they're not leaving at half-time, so you back them to win in 90, and then they don't do that. So you back them for the extra time win, and they don't do that. <laughs> and you back them to win in penalties, and they go out in penalties after a nil-nil draw, and suddenly you've lost like five times the amount of money you were expecting. <laughs> yeah, to draw in the <laughs> I mean, guys, it's about taking a bit of responsibility for the charity bet, really. You need to be... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I'm not used to this. You, you need to coach me in, how, in losing charity bets. It's really just about moving the blame, mostly. <laughs> but it was a good week. a really good week overall. The all six bankers, bets we should all be values in. in. Yeah, the six bets you want are all rolling in, and I uh, certainly it was a very healthy week for my sports book balances across the board. On to this week's picks. So Saturday, 15th of August. My banker, I'm going to the Champions League. I'm going to Man City versus Lyon, which, remember, is a one-off tie now. We're at the stage where it's just a um, single leg, like a World Cup. Goal in the second half. You're getting odds of 1-5 to five in William Hill. This has happened in all of Man City games since we returned from the coronavirus break. That was 13 games. 
So I see no reason why this will not happen again. I also think with the added pressure of it being similar to the Atalanta situation, whereby even if there's a goal in the first half, a team cannot sit and take on the second leg. So if somebody's leading, somebody has to come out. I fancy Man City also want to thought they run away with this game, something rotten. I don't. I watched the Leon Juventus game. I do not see anything from Leon that suggests to me they've got enough to knock out Man City. Not a single thing. What odds are you getting on that, John? One to five on William Hill. That's the best price. It's one to six, one to seven in our places, but William Hill is still one to five. Um, I'm back in Japan. I am obviously taking Kawasaki Frontel again. Uh, three to five. So three times is as is, is risky as your bet, John. Uh, if it's not broke, like don't fix it. Like just, just stay on this Kawasaki train. Rock solid this year. They've won every single game since the league resumed on July 4th. Eight league wins in a row. Um, I think they're also unbeaten. I think they've, they've maybe drawn a couple of cup games, but the cup games you can't really count in Japan, especially this cup. Uh, this is the equivalent of the League Cup that's got a group stage uh, where they all just play their second string and give like the third choice goalie a go. Um, so, but Up League front. games, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> league, <laughs> league games, eight wins in a row. They play Sapporo, so they're away at Sapporo, and Sapporo are as middle of the road as you can get. They're ninth in an 18 team league. They've got 12 points from nine games, 15 goals scored, 15 goals conceded. They are like, they're the benchmark. If you created a fake team to like benchmark others the against, average, yeah, this would, yeah, this would be their record. They're they're the mean average. Um, so Sapporo lost three one last weekend to then play second bottom of the table Shimizu S Pulse. That's not a good result. That's pretty bad. And coming into a game where you're now playing Kawasaki Frontale is the worst preparation possible. Uh, so Kawasaki twenty five points from nine matches, twenty three goals scored, only six conceded. Like they are banging in goals and their defence is rock solid. I see a I see a comfortable away victory for Kawasaki. Odds of three to five is very, very big. My only dodgy thing on this is I think Kawasaki need two goals because see like you've said with the fifteen goals, fifteen conceded. Sapporo are capable of scoring goals. So that's my only thing is they need two yeah. goals. They need yeah. to score two goals. I mean and yeah, but you look at Kawasaki as well, nine games played only six conceded. Yeah. Like, you know, they their defence is good. They're not a team that just goes out and goes, our method to win is no matter how many the opposition score, we'll score more like, and win the game like 5-4 or something. They, they do both sides, attack and defence, really well. But I, I would agree with that. I would, I would hope they would score two or more goals yeah. away at support. I'd looked at them to score over 1.5 goals was like 46. I quite like that as well. I think that's quite good too. But I think if they're scoring two or more goals, they're going they to win the game. Not winning the game, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So three to five is is uh, is the banker for a Kawasaki win. That game's Saturday at six a.m. So you need to be on it the night before, probably. Um, get the get the bet on that. <laughs> get get blazing. I mean, get the bet on Friday night, or at least before <laughs> Friday night, because you'll miss it. Uh, the rest of the card is ten a.m., eleven a.m., but this game is a six a.m. UK start on Saturday morning. That is Andy. That is normal, that's normally how like my start to Saturday or Sunday's dictated like by how annoyed I am like if I've not put on the bet and your bet's not come in I'm fine but if I've not <laughs> in, I'm raging if you've, if you've missed it I've yeah. missed it I was going to say you could just you could finish watching the Angels versus the A's and then go straight into that game for you at that point oh, I, I will like this is the, the baseball season being back is wonderful like my, I'm basically operating in Californian time right now yeah that's it he's up fucking well early for this that's a 7am start for you <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah, so I'll take us over to Sweden, uh, the second division, and it's Degerfors again. Um, very convincing home win against AFC Elsik Stuna. That was 5-0. They're playing this week against a team who are just as shit. They are, Elsik Stuna have eight points. Leung Skiel have 10. Um, Degerfors are top of the league. They drew 0-0 with Gaius uh, midweek in a game that they absolutely assaulted the goal. They 22 shots on target. <laughs> like, I can't imagine the goalie like not being like Swiss cheese after that. Like surely he has some holes in his body, like from where he's bought. Um, but yeah, so Degerfors are at home to uh, Young Skill. I'm going to get really, really rubbish, or I'm going to get really, really good with these Swedish pronunciations by the end of the week, uh, by the end of the year. Um, you're getting them at four to eleven just now. I think that's a big price for a team that put five past a very, very similar opposition um, in the last ten games away from home. Young Skill have won zero. They have drawn a couple. They've lost most. So, very confident with that, 4-11. to 11. See, I know nothing about this league, but just based on what you've said there, I feel incredibly comfortable with this. Yeah. I don't know if, I, I, again, like, if you could see the... the no, I see a lot of red there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's not good away from home for them. Um, yeah, and they, they seem to they can get a goal. That's quite good. Both teams to score in this game, probably away from home, would also be look at, but... Degerfors are when they get one past you if they can score they will destroy this team because <laughs> that was the thing midweek with them you were getting do you know what I noticed Gordo you were getting 27 for a goal in the second half and I think what Degerfors in the last home game scored four in the second half and did Lundskill not concede like three in the second half of their yeah. last game away I, I think a couple of goals. getting like just, just under one to three I thought uh-huh. that was a belt of the abs. I was almost taking that when I was looking at it, but I did assume when I was doing my picks that you would have picked up on Degerfors and I didn't want to ruin it for you. I didn't want to kill it. you in fucking straight into Sweden <laughs> move to like Estonia or somewhere. <laughs> um, getting odds on the day. Um, yeah, so Degerfors, home win, 4-11. Over to the values. Uh, I'm following Jack Ross again. Hibs versus Motherwell, the home team. Even money, Hibs. Three wins. They beat Dundee United 1-0, who Motherwell lost to. I know it was a scrappy game. They beat Livingston 4-1 away. Motherwell drew two each at home. I just don't think Motherwell have hit it right, and I don't think they're going to yet. Everything I'm seeing from Hibs is positive. See, by the way, see if they get Ross McCrory off Rangers for 200 grand. That is an absolute steal. That boy, that boy is phenomenal, and I don't understand why he's not been playing. He can play right back comfortably, centre back comfortably, sit in midfielder comfortably. And he's kept a clean sheet for the last 15 minutes of the Rangers-Hibs game and he went in goals. Yeah. I can do everything. The uh, My mate was on uh, Sky Sports one night for having a massive banner of darts after that game that said, just watch the story, Ross McCrory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but yeah, he's, Hibs, if we can get him, that's a fucking yeah. steal. Hibs at home at Motherwell. Motherwell against Livingston. The thing that stood out most looking at these two games, I assumed like Motherwell being at home at Livingston last night, they might have pummeled them. Livingston had all the possession. I think they had like 58% possession. They had more shots on goal. And Hibs done the exact reverse away at Livingston. So I don't think much has changed in Livingston the last two days, but it looks like Motherwell's kind of continuing to try and stumble their way through. I think they, they're at risk. See if they were to lose Alan Campbell, the centre midfielder. I think Motherwell will be in real trouble this year. I think the squad looks good, but I think they're kind of pin, pinned around this one guy. And I. Yeah. By the sounds of it, it looks like Rangers are sniffing about 
try and get him in. So I'd be worried about Motherwell, but I think Hibs have got enough the way they're going. If Nisbet looks comfortable, Doyle looks good in good form. It just looked it just looked like a really solid team. Yeah. Moving to the back just now. I'm just just cannot see I'm I'm too happy to go with this. Motherwell who haven't won a game yet and they've lost they haven't looked good. And they've they dropped points to teams yeah. that Hibs have beat. So to me it's Hibs at evens. Evens at home to Motherwell is ridiculous for me. The value is fancy to turn down. I like that a lot. Like it a lot. Andy, what are you uh, doing in Japan? So Saturday, 11am this time, so a later start. Urua Red Diamonds versus Hiroshima. I'm taking Hiroshima away from home at odds, big odds, 7-5. So the Red Diamonds, they've got to be one of the most frustrating teams in the league. They've put in some really good performances, obtained some good results, but they've also been on the end of some severe doings from teams that they, on paper, probably should be better than. Um, they lost 6-2 last weekend to Nagoya being 5-0 down at halftime. That is not a good day at the office by anyone's standards. Um, Hiroshima put in a good performance last week against Shonen. They were my value bet last week. Um, they won 1-0, but should have won by more goals. So a point separates these teams in the table, actually in favour of the Red Diamonds. They're one point ahead. But the goal difference is astounding, right? Hiroshima, as you'd expect for a team um, that's, that's half decent, goal difference of 11 scored, 5 conceded. Red Diamonds, same 11 scored. 16 conceded. So they are they are capable of just the floodgates opening and then yeah. falling apart. It's a good ta- it's a good spot I think to take a pretty um consistent Hiroshima team at odds over even money. I probably wouldn't touch this game if they were evens. I wouldn't touch this game if they were odds on at all. Yeah. But the fact that they're they're almost sort of 6 to 4 means I think there's good value in that and in a way win. So Hiroshima. Nice. Uh, I'm back in Sweden, but upper division uh, in the Allsvenskan. Uh, this is the 16th round of the season, and I'm taking Jurgarden away at Orebro. Um, Jurgarden are the second form team in the league. They've taken 12 points from the last five games. Orebro have taken four. Um, they haven't had a very good performance in the last couple of weeks. Um, if you look at both these teams, the last five times they've played, um, when Jurgarden have been playing away from home at Orebro, it's been four wins for Jurgarden and a draw. Um, they seem to have this fixture under wraps. The last four games they've played, uh, the last four out of the five games they've played in total, that's Jurgarden, they've won four and lost one. And they lost to Hammerby, where some, it wasn't weird stuff going on, but <laughs> they ended up like conceding really early on in the game after four minutes. Um, so they weren't off to a good start. So if they can avoid conceding <laughs> stupid early, then they should be fine. Um, you're getting Jurgarden at even money away from mm-hmm. home here. Now, Odebro aren't terrible. If you look at the table, Jurgarden are in third on 26 points, Odebro are in 10th on 17. However, I just think that Jurgarden are a better team at the moment than Odebro. And having had a look at the, the rest of the teams in the league, see, the teams that you would maybe know from playing in the Europa League or the Champions League are Malmo, who are streets ahead already. They're 34 points uh, from their 15 games. So really, um, Jurgarden and Elfsborg are the two teams that are fighting out for the second position, and they're in 27 and 26 points. I think this is a team who's destined to be roughly near the top. I'm quite happy taking them away from home in a game they've won four out of the last time, five times they've played it. There's some good bets that I like in this game. I think you're on the right side of this bet. I do think Jurgarden's a win. But Jurgarden's to score in the second half is 4-6. to six. So just over 1-2, to two, slightly under-evens. 
and also Jurgardens to score in the last goal of the game, which has happened in seven of the ten of Ouroboros' last home games. Mm-hmm. Where the away team have scored the last goal. It's twenty-three to twenty, so you're getting like over evens for them to score the last goal of the game. Ouroboros mm-hmm. conceded after seventy-five minutes in four of the last five away uh, home games as well. So there's loads of stuff that points to maybe a. Uh, don't don't freak out if they're not winning at half time. I don't freak out if they're down at half time. This team seem to capitulate a wee bit in the second half. I don't know if that's been games where they've been happy to take a draw or they've been leading one 0 and they're trying to just hold on. But See, that's the that's the Den- remember the Dunkirk motto all last season for us that that they fucking they were one each every game they played up until the eighty minutes <laughs> in it, and then they were just like we're just going to score some ninety plus two. Don't worry about it. Like <laughs> this bet's coming in. Um, but yeah, so. Moving up a division this week, having a look at something different. I'm going to take Jurgarden here. Hopefully we can uh, get a nice value win for them. My outsider is Sydney FC, who are the champions versus Western United. So there's only two rounds of fixtures left for some teams. So like Central Coast, they've played loads more games, so they're already finished. Um, the way the Australian League works is it breaks off into the, the cup, similar to the MLS playoffs at the end of the season. So the top seven, top seven or six in the league, go into a round-robin playoff to decide who wins the, the AFC Championship at the end of it. But Sydney have won the title. So Sydney playing Western United. Western United currently occupy the last position in those playoffs. They need to at least get a point to secure safety in that. Sydney are nine points clear, so the title's covered for them. They've only won one out of their six games since returning. If not, they good. Western United have won four out of five, and they're scoring a lot of goals. So they're, they're a new franchise this year. I think there's more in it for them to go and win this game away from home. Sydney are probably looking at resting players because they played four debutants three weeks ago who have played every game since and they've lost they've lost two and drawn two since that. Mm-hmm. I just think Sydney will have their eye on keeping people fresh for the, the playoff rounds. And the only thing that they would even have to remotely play for is LaFondra to be top goal scorer. But that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So... I think Western United need to win. They'll go get the win away from home. They're 23-10, so just over 2-1. The, the best comparison is Adelaide beat Sydney recently at Sydney. And Western United went to Adelaide and won 5-1. So those would be the best two comparisons of recent matches against the exact same standard of team. So I think Western United have got enough to go there and win whatever they need to. But just win, just win. It's 23-10. Like it. Uh, finishing up the regular um, sort of bets in Japan again Saturday 11am start in the J-League Tokyo versus Nagoya I'll take Nagoya away from home at 2-1 to one. Uh, so Nagoya absolutely destroyed the Red Diamonds last week as previously mentioned they come into this game fourth in the table um, they're only two points behind second place though and have a game in hand so they could easily be right up the top in second place sort of best of the rest behind Kawasaki uh, Tokyo have not been as good this season as a lot of people would have hoped or thought they would have been I don't think they should even really be favourites in this match uh, they've only taken 6 points from their last 5 matches overall while Nagoya have taken 12 and across those 5 games Nagoya have scored 12 times and only conceded 3 um, they're in a position here that I think they should probably be more favourites to win this game than Tokyo but you can get Nagoya at 2-1 to one. so absolutely delighted at that and they can be my outsiders this week I'm a, I'm a fan of okay, this. Okay, okay. Like, uh, right, okay. So the last game of my, in the regular sections before I go and win the charity this week, <laughs> is um, Gaius versus, well, Sundsvall versus Gaius. Uh, this is in the Swedish Super Etan again. This is a draw. 
all day. It doesn't matter who Gaius are playing at the moment. They draw. They drew with Degerfors midweek. They drew with Acropolis, who Sundsvall drew with um, midweek that I'd already backed at 20, uh, 25 to, uh, sorry, 20, wrong words, 12 to 5. That's the words I'm looking for. Um, Sundsvall's home record, they've drawn three of the last five. Gaius' la- um, last four games have been draws. They took 20, sh- the other team, Degerforce, took 20 shots in uh, Gaius and they didn't concede. Sundsvall are a worse, a worse proposition than that. I think this is another draw. They've got 12, um, Gaius have got 12 points from 12 games played. They average a draw <laughs> pretty much every time they play. It just looks like a draw. It looks like a frustrating either 0 nil or one each draw. Um, I'm happy to take that. And you're getting lovely odds here of 14 to 5. You're getting getting a big price for that there. I just I want to show you guys the big yellow stripe that exists down this. I can see if I can. This is for Patreon content right it's there. Only. There you can see that big yellow stripe at the bottom there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a draw. Twelve to five. I also pointed out to Gordo before we started. Forty six percent of the meetings between these two teams have been draws. Yes, that's one in every two. That's that's ridiculous. How many draws have even come against these teams against each other? So, and I believe there's been two wins in a row for either team. So, this is a draw. It has statistically, it has to be a draw now. Yeah, has to has to, has to be. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that and a very good success midweek with taking Sundsvall to draw with Acropolis. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm on the draw train. I'm ready to ready to roll into the station with another one. <laughs> So this is the, the coveted part, Gordo. This is our charity bet. So £10 of our own money on a treble, one pick each. All winnings go to charity. If there isn't any winnings at the end of the year, we would donate 38 fixtures worth of £10, so 380 quid to a charity of our choice. Um, my charity bet this week is Kilmarnock versus St Johnston in the SPL. Both teams to score is 11-10. to 10. Kilmarnock's three games back. They've scored in every game, including a goal against Celtic. St. John's have only played twice due to their game with Aberdeen being called off. They did score in their other game against Andy's Dundee United. They did actually look quite dangerous against Rangers for the first 15-20 minutes. Um, Callum Hendry had a one-on-one, a good chance. A really good head on the second half that John McLaughlin done, done brilliantly to deal with. It was quite near him, quite straight at him, but he still had to deal with it from six yards out. So St. Johnson are capable of creating chances. They will cause problems. This has got draw written over it as well for me, but I do think both teams will score in this game. So, Kilmarnock St. Johnson on Saturday at Rugby Park, both teams to score is 11 to 10. Wow. It's quite easy. Usually both teams to score is under evens, isn't it? Yes. But I think that's because both these teams are quite good defensively, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But I, I fancy both teams to score. Uh, back in Japan on Saturday at 11am, this one for Kashiba Rezol versus Serezo Osaka. So see Osaka. Um, Kashiba Rezol, they found the form, the, the investment in their team is sort of promised after being promoted last year. It's potentially just taken some time for the team to get used to playing with each other in jail uh, in, in, in the top flight. But they've taken 13 points from the last five games, scored 14 times, conceded only four in that process. See Osaka are a decent team. Uh, they don't score anywhere near as many goals as Kashiwa do. They've taken nine points from the last five, but they've only scored four goals, conceded two. So they don't score many, but they try and keep it tight. So this is your sort of what's going to win um, loads of goals or good defence. And I'm, I'm going to take 
loads of goals here. This will be a good opportunity for Kashiwa to show what they're made of against the team that's currently in second spot in the table. So Kashiwa are fourth, but they're only two points behind, so they can overtake them here. Uh, they're favourites to win the game, I think that's rightly so, but favourites at 13-10, to 10, so over even money. Um, I think this will be an exciting game and a good game to watch as well. Uh, so 11 o'clock on a Saturday, we're just kicking about before lunch. Uh, you can stream it on Betfair, Bet365, any of the normal bookies um, that offer live streaming. You'll be able to watch this game. I think it'll be a cracker uh, and I'll take a home win for the charity bit. And it'll be definitely a game that I'm watching the second half of for a goal because I think it's happened in like uh, like 90% of their games since they've come back. Games. There's been a, there's been a goal in the second half and you're getting that at, uh, under 1-3. to three. With two to five, which is really good, and it was almost going to be my banker when I looked at it, but I was like, I've got value elsewhere. I think the reason it might be so good is because Siozaka just don't concede. Yeah, but they're not normally playing a team with such an attacking mentality as Kashiwara's yeah. all have. So when I said earlier about um, one of the teams not playing the game of we'll score as many goals and just hope it's more than the opposition, that's potentially what Kashiwara do, but they're doing it very successfully. Right. Nice to hear someone else employing Liverpool 2014-15 tactics. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, But yeah, so uh, 11 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning, I will take you due west from there. Sorry? I'll I'll take us due west from there. Oh, okay. So I thought you were trying to pronounce a team name. Oh, right, okay. I will will take a due west. I was like, I've never heard of them. Yeah, Korean 8th <laughs> Division. Um, but yeah, so head due west at 11am and you'll hit Su Won. Uh, and these are the guys who bust me last week. Um, they are playing John Buck this this week. And John Buck have been very, very good. They have now closed the gap between themselves and top of the table, uh, Ulsan Hyundai, after Su Won drew with Hyundai at the weekend. Um, Su Won are still second bottom of the league. John Buck are very good away from home. and. They've actually, in the K-League, I was looking at some statistics. Um, furthermore, Jongbok have restricted Suwon to a total of just one goal across their last eight meetings, the last time, uh, any time these guys have played. Um, home outsiders in the Korean League have just very, very poor results. They only win 16% of the time. Um, Jongbok are just a better team than Suwon. And Suwon don't score many goals. They have, like... There's just been almost nothing happening in the games that are playing in. The last five games have been a 0-0 draw, a 1-0 loss, a 1-0 loss, a 1-0 win, a 1-0 loss. So there's not really much going on. Whereas John Buck, the last five games they've played have been four wins and one draw. So quite happy to take them and let's get the charity bet going 3-5. to five. On that, so similar, I tried to do this bet and play. So Sue on have lost... I think they've either won or lost seven games by a single goal this season. Yeah. And six of those seven games, the goals came after 65 minutes. So I will probably be looking and play both your picks seeing as how they're kicking off at the exact same time. So at 12 o'clock, I'll be looking at both the second halves because I think there'll be goals after the hour in both of these games. And hopefully it comes away the charity also. <laughs> I also had a look on based on that of um, a draw at halftime for that game, which is five to four. Um, for for Suwon and uh, Jongbok, but I wouldn't like to Jongbok just get an early goal, and I'm like, oh, well, that bet's done. I'd rather yeah. just take them to win it and take the 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 three to five price. So that's what I'm going for there. So that ten pound charity bet. So Kamalix and Johnson both teams to score. Kashiwa to beat Siosaka and Jongbok to win away at Suwon. 
the ten pounder returns seventy four sixty five. So when Gordo ruins that bet, it's seventy four sixty five not going to beat St. Cancer. <laughs> not this week. It's happening this week. Not this week. I've got got my guys. I've moved. I've moved my good value winners into my good charity space. <laughs> I'm going to be crying if you if both your games are coming at one pm and I'm waiting on Kamalos and Johnston. It's just a dead ringer. I'll okay, no, no. That's what that game is. <laughs> guys, we said it before. We're getting more and more people joining the Facebook group. Search Trample Bet Podcast as a Facebook group. It's a fantastic community. It's not just us running it. It's not a tipster site. It's everyone chiming in with their own picks. There's people who look at rugby. Ben Grant, when the season's back, looks at ice hockey. There's people looking at um, Biandi, we're looking at baseball. There's people talking about wrestling, UFC, MMA, everything in between. There is just so much content out with Greyhounds. Well. Greyhounds as well. <laughs> Sorry, Greyhounds as well. Yeah. So, Go to Facebook, search Trample Bit Podcast. That's where you'll find us. Again, said at the start, if you like the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet and join the $6.55 tier. It's five quid a month, and I think there's VAT added onto that at the end of it. So it's, I think it's six quid to direct debit, but we would really appreciate the support. It's called the Trampled Bet Club, and that's yeah. the way we'll be taking it running forward. It will be a club. There'll be lots of good stuff for members. There's loads of good things in the pipeline. So get in early. Um, get in now and, and help us out. It'd be su- it'd be really really be great. And there'll be midweek. There'll be a midweek episode as usual um, for members of the club. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.